Well, good morning and welcome to Renewal. If we haven't met before, my name is Chris, and I'm really excited that you're here uh, on Palm Sunday today. And as we look forward to what uh, Pastor Jerry was talking about, the most significant day uh, really in human history. I mean, how many times has someone been raised from the dead? Uh, so it's a really important day for Christians everywhere, and it's a really important sign and message for even those who are not yet followers of Jesus. Uh, but today, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up our Fast From Feast On teaching series. And you know, during this series, uh, we all have things we need less of, right? But it's not just enough to give up something. We have to replace it with something godly. We can't just take something away because as soon as we stop fasting from it, we're just going to start doing it again because we haven't replaced it with something godly. And we uh, looked at a few things that we wanted to fast from and feast on. Uh, but today, we're going to wrap up our series and talk about what I think is the most destructive emotion ever, and that is guilt. Guilt. Uh, you see, God wants us to discover the freedom that he gives us through Christ. Uh, God gives us freedom. Uh, but many of us here, you know, if we're honest, we're not living in freedom. Uh, we're not living free like God says. We're plagued by our past. We're carrying around heavy burdens of guilt, things we've done, things we shouldn't have done. And we're, they're weighing us down. Sometimes we're carrying them around for years. And God says, I want you to be free. But we haven't really accepted that freedom that Jesus paid for this week uh, that we celebrate I go ahead and pull out your message notes. Uh, they look like this. And I want to look at the very first verse for today. It's from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verse 17. It says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Okay? That's what the crucifixion and resurrection is all about. That freedom. Jesus paid the price with his life so that we can be free. And God raised him from the dead so we can be free forever. That's what we're going to celebrate together next week. But here's the truth. God doesn't want you to carry around that burden anymore. Like, don't even wait till next week, okay? God doesn't want another day to go by, let alone another Easter to go by, with you carrying around guilt in your life from your past. Uh, and you know what? You know what's preventing you from being free? You. Because God says, listen, I've, I can give you freedom. I have this freedom for you. And if you're, if you're walking around not free, it's because you haven't taken that gift. God has provided freedom for you, but all too often we have this guilt uh, and shame that we carry around and regret and remorse. And some of you here are really victims of your past. Uh, you really are. You're plagued by poor decisions maybe that you've made in your past. Listen, you know, I was thinking about some of my poor decisions and, you know, I could stand up here from today until next week and list them all out and there still wouldn't be enough time for me to tell them all. I mean, I've made decisions that led to substance abuse. I made decisions that uh, led to uh, heartbreak. I've made decisions that hurt people I've loved. I've made those decisions in my life. And you know what? It's hard to get past those things. I get it. It's really hard. And then others, it's for the exact opposite. You're right. You look back, and I should have done that. If only I had done that. Why didn't I do that? And then some of you have walked in today with anger and bitterness in your heart about something that someone else has done to you in your past. You know, maybe someone you loved. Maybe it was a harsh word or a critical word from a parent or somebody that was really important to you. And to this day, you're still carrying it around. And I, my guess is that some of you have been carrying it around for decades 
You're still carrying it. And then I know there's people who uh, are still kind of reeling because they failed at a career or maybe their marriage failed and they just don't know how to get over that. Well, here's what I know. Our past can keep us from experiencing God's freedom. End of story. I mean, we want to be free. I think we would all say, yeah, Chris, I want to be free. But we just can't let go. That's why we need God's help doing this. Because the truth is, if you walked with something, uh, walked in here with something today, and you could have gotten rid of it on your own, you would have gotten rid of it, right? Nobody wants to carry around that stuff. And that's why it's so important to have, have God's help, to ask for God's help in dealing with our pasts. You know, guilt uh, is a terrible, terrible thing. You know, some people, like, they make it, you know, it's like their career, you know? They make their whole life is about guilt, making other people feel guilty, making themselves feel guilty. And here's why we need God's help, because our past, right, it affects all areas of our life. Uh, on, in your notes, there's some blank space under the memory verse. I want you to write these three words down. I want you to read, write down yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Write down yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Because see, what happens is our past makes us feel guilty about yesterday. Right? We replay that same moment over in our head. And, you know, guilt is defined by one of these two praises. I should have or if only. Right? We, pray, we play that. And that prevents us from sharing a close relationship with God and actually from others as well. And so our guilt, um, our past makes us feel guilty about yesterday. But that's not all. The pain from your past, you know what? It also causes you to waste today. It causes you to waste right here and now. You know, by worrying about your past mistakes that you can't go back and change. You can't travel through time and change it. Like there's really little you can do. It's happened already, but it's affecting your past. It causes us to miss those opportunities right in front of us and the joy that God has for us right now, today, even in this room right now. Something's holding you back. And finally, your past, your painful past, will make you afraid of tomorrow. And here's how that works. That inner voice it tells you, listen, there's no hope. You know, there's no hope for tomorrow. You know, I messed up back then, I'm going to mess up now, and I'll always mess up. Listen, when you can't get over the guilt of your past, right, it's very hard to trust God with your future. It's hard. It's almost impossible. But today, today we're going to shine a light of truth into those dark places. And if you take today seriously, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be an easy day. It's going to be painful today a little bit if you take this seriously. But understand it's the only path to freedom for you. I mean, I don't know about you, but wouldn't you rather live in God's freedom and experiencing joy and peace and purpose in your life than keep carrying the burdens of your past with you everywhere you go and let it define who you are? I mean, I would. I hope that you do too. Because we might not be able to go back and implant a better past in our lives. Like, that's not possible. But God gives us the freedom to move past that, to move forward, to get beyond that. So it doesn't limit our future. Our past doesn't have to do that. And today we're going to go straight at it because for many of you, you can't afford to wait another moment carrying that around. Our memory verse for today is Galatians 5.1. It says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law.
You see, on the cross, Jesus set us free. In other words, you know, he, he was a perfect human. He did everything right. He took all our, our sins on the cross with us so that we could be made right with God. You see, before we had to, you know, in the Old Testament, you had to follow all these rules and laws, and you had to keep doing them to even, you know, be somewhat right with God. And Jesus says, enough of that. I will take on the burden that you can't do. I will do it for you uh, and set you free from that. And so Christ has truly set us free. Uh, we don't have to do that anymore. But then, right, now we, we might be, say we're free, but we put those impossible standards on ourselves. We put those impossible standards on others. Other people might put those impossible standards on you. And you feel like, you know, I need their approval. I need to do that. And so you don't feel good about it either. And so we stay in this prison of our past and of our guilt and regret and shame. Listen, I don't know if you've ever been to prison. I have. I was just visiting. All right, I did a, a theatrical workshop with some of the inmates at Sing Sing. Let me tell you, when you walk into that place, it is oppressive. When I walked in and that, those bars closed behind me, like my heart dropped. Even though I knew I was going to be able to walk out. I couldn't, you can't imagine what it's like for those people in there. There's no hope for them. There's no hope for escape. You know, in fact, their past is, is a daily reminder of why they're here in this prison. Like, they have nothing to do but think about their past. It's terrible. I don't know why anyone would choose to be in a prison. And it might not be, you know, sing-sing, but I think that your past and your regrets and your shame, you're holding yourself prisoner. When God has already opened the door, you see, to walk out. I hope you'll do that today. You know, it's time to say enough is enough. So the rest of our time today, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to look at how with God we can make sure that not only we have been set free, but that we stay free. Because that's important. So inside of your message notes, go ahead, turn to the inside, how to release my guilt and look forward or be free. One, first step is to receive forgiveness from God. It's the first step, it's the most important step, it's a critical step. I said, all of us have things in our past that we need God's forgiveness for. Uh, we have things in our past we should have done differently, or uh, things we shouldn't have done at all, you know, things we weren't supposed to do. And, you know, we can't go back and undo it, like I said, but we can receive God's forgiveness for it. Listen, God says no matter what you have done, if you ask me in earnest, I will forgive you. Period. Period. Even if you can't go back and say, I'm sorry, even if it's too late to do that, even if you can't go back and fix things, if you ask me, I will forgive you. Look, you know, my bad decisions in my life, it led me to be a, a terrible son to my parents for a while. It's heartbreaking when I think about that. You know, I've been a terrible boyfriend, a selfish friend, a bad coworker, a bad neighbor. I've been all those things. And listen, I am far from being perfect in any of those things. All right? Got a long way to go. But when I look back, I'm better than I was. I'm better than I was. And it's all because I received God's forgiveness for those things. You see, without God's forgiveness, I don't know how I will get better. 
I don't know how to do things differently. I don't know how to be better at anything without God, without that freedom. Without God, you know what? I'll feel like, well, this is how I am. This is how I'll always be. This is just how I am. And I hear that from a lot of people all the time. Hey, this is just how I am. That's a pri- I mean, why would anybody want to accept that? See, with God, you don't have to accept it. It is not who I am. I am free in Christ, period. Far from perfect, but I am free. You see, God's forgiveness releases me from my past. It releases me. I am made new. My past is not who I am. Your past is not who you are. Your mistakes are not who you are. That is not your identity. In Christ, we are made new. You have a new identity. It, your past does not have to define your future. God says, ask me for forgiveness. you got to mean it. Right? You can't just, just say it. you got to mean it. But if you do, I will forgive you. 1 John 1, 1.9 says, God is faithful and reliable. You know what that means? Like you can always count on God to keep his word. Always. If we confess our sins, he forgives them and cleanses us from everything we've done wrong. I want to take a moment to talk a little more about God's forgiveness because I think even Christians who have been Christians for a long time, they don't really understand forgiveness fully. And so in your notes, I want you to write these three things down. God forgives instantly, completely, and eternally. Instantly, completely, and eternally. Now what does this mean, instant? The moment you ask God for forgiveness, you know, with the right heart, a real heart, he gives it. Instantly. There's no lines, there's no waiting, there's no penance. You don't have to jump through hoops, you don't have to do anything. You ask in earnest, he gives it, it's instant, it's right away, it's done. And you might be thinking, well, you know, if I do that, God's just going to bring it up again, right? He's going to say, hey, I remember back in 1986, you know, when you did that thing, no, other people might do that, right? I'm sure you've been a part of it. You thought you'd gotten forgiveness from somebody, and you thought it was over, and then, you know, it's thrown right back in your face at a later time. But God doesn't do that. That's not how God operates. God says what he means. His yeses are yes. Right? So God's forgiveness is not only instant, right, but it's complete. It's complete. He forgives you completely. What that means, it's forgotten. God says, I have forgotten about it. I erase it. It's wiped away clean. I will never bring it up again. I won't even think about it again. It's completely gone. It's as if it never happened. That's what God's forgiveness is like. And then not only does God forgive you instantly and completely, but it's eternal. It's forever. It's forever. Listen to me. When you ask God for forgiveness for something, and then you start to rehash that again in your heart or your mind, you are doing something that God himself doesn't do. You are doing something that God doesn't do. He doesn't do that, so why should we do that? God says, I set you free. Why are you still, you know, hung up on that? Yeah, you know what, get better, don't do it again, right? Like, like those things are obvious, but don't keep beating yourself up over it. And when we humbly go before God and we ask for forgiveness, God gives it to us instantly, completely, and eternally. But the truth is, if we're honest, also often we just like to wallow in that guilt and that pain and that shame. We spend nights lying awake, 
replaying that in our mind, beating ourselves up over something. Listen, understand God is not making you do that. All right, guilt as the emotion does not come from God. Guilt comes from ourselves, and sometimes, you know, other people like to make us feel guilty. Uh, but, you know, guilt is a, a sign that something's not quite right in your life. So, you know, sometimes we, we do feel a little, oh, you know what, I don't feel right about that situation, that interaction I have. I feel guilty. I shouldn't have said that to that person. And so that's like a sign, you know. That's a, 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 a marker that something is not quite right. But that's not who you are. That's, God doesn't expect you to carry that with you for the rest of your life. It's a marker to tell you to, hey, something is not right. I need forgiveness from God for this, and if I can go back and fix it, I should. Sometimes it's not possible, but if you can, you should. So guilt is important in a sense, but it's not something we should carry around with our whole life. You are not your past. You are not your mistakes. You are not the mistakes of others. You are a child of God. If you put your faith in Christ, the Son has truly set you free. We have to start living like that way. So my question is, do you want to be free? I mean, really, do you want to be free? First thing I want you to do is think about your past. What is something that you know you're still thinking about that you haven't asked God forgiveness for? I mean, what is that? We all have something. I want you to think about that for a second. Things you regret, things that still make you feel guilty. All right, even embarrassed. In your notes, I left you a line that says, today I'm receiving forgiveness for. I want you to write whatever that is down. Listen, these are your notes. You're going to keep them, right? I'm not going to show anybody this if you want to write a code word or something in there. As long as you know what it is and, you know, you're asking God about it, go ahead and write it down. Maybe you said something out of anger or frustration. Maybe it's something you should have done. Maybe it's somebody, something you did to hurt somebody and you didn't mean to. A careless word. I mean, whatever. Maybe it's something more serious than that. Whatever it is, write it down. And then you might have noticed this black post-it on the front of your program. What I'm going to ask you to do is whatever you wrote down, I want you to write on this post-it. And, you know, it's black ink on black. All right, so once again, if you need to be enigmatic about it, you can write a code word or... As long as you know what it is and you know what you're asking God for forgiveness for, go ahead and write it down and just hold on to that post-it. Because I want you to take God up on his offer. I want you to accept the freedom from God that he wants to give you. He wants to replace that hurt and regret and guilt and shame with his freedom. So what do you need forgiveness for? Go ahead and write that down. Then the next step is... First, we receive forgiveness from God. That's the very first step. The next step is equally important. Offer forgiveness to others. Write that down. Offer forgiveness to others. Listen, you are not going to ever have real freedom until you offer forgiveness to other people who have hurt you. You know, sometimes the skeletons are in our closet are things that we've put in there, right, because of things we've done. But sometimes it's what other people have done to us. It's how other people have hurt, hurt us said it's a bad thing to us you know and we have yet to offer forgiveness for them so they're still there i mean it could have been an abusive parent i don't know a, a sibling who said a hurtful word a thoughtless friend a selfish significant other somebody maybe more than one person 
Who is that? Who in your past that you, do you need to offer forgiveness to because you're still hurting about it today? Now understand, forgiveness does not require a confrontation with that person. Sometimes it's better not to do that at all. No. Sometimes it doesn't even require a conversation with that person. But it does mean that you release them for whatever wrong that they've done to you. You know, forgiveness is really misunderstood in this area as well because it's not justifying what they did. It's not saying it's okay what you did. It's not even saying that they deserve to be forgiven because they probably don't deserve to be forgiven. In fact, it's not about them at all. It's about you and God because that unforgiveness that you have for other people is a barrier between you and God. I mean, if you think about it, what you're saying is... uh, Jesus, you know, you said you forgive us for, you know, our sins, all of them, but, but you can't mean this one. Like, you're, so you're, you're holding even on to something that God's not holding on to again. When you forgive someone, you're not letting them off the hook, you're letting yourself off the hook. Because the truth is, forgiveness hurts you more than it even hurts them, because chances are they might be blissfully unaware of the pain that you're still feeling about what they did. They're just going about their lives. You're the one that's still hurting. You're the one that's in pain. You're the one that can't move forward. You know, let yourself go. God says, let it go. I'll take it. I'll take care of it. So you tell it to God and you make a conscious effort to offer that forgiveness to others. And listen, the only motive for us to forgive people is because God's forgiven us. You know, some of might say, well, how, how much should I forgive people? Well, my question is, how much has God forgiven you? I mean, my list is great, so you're all set. You're all forgiven. Like, you, could, you could do whatever you want to me. Like, I, there's enough uh, forgiveness from God I got that, you know, I can give it away and still have plenty Listen, I know that this is a really hard step for some of you. It's hard for me sometimes, too. But you see, God has forgiven us through Christ for all of our sins, everything, past, present, and future, and he calls us to forgive others. It's not optional. Colossians 3.13 says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Not just think about it, forgive. And then it says, Remember, in case you forgot, the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. It's, it's not optional. So I want you to think about your past. Who is it that hurt you? Who is it that did you wrong? Who is it that you need to forgive today? How long are you going to let them influence your life? How long are you going to let them hold you captive? You know, I had a girlfriend who cheated on me once. I don't know if that's ever happened to anybody here, but that's, it's devastating. It's really painful. And you know what? I wanted her to pay. I wanted her to suffer. I wanted her to have the same kind of pain that I had. I didn't want to forgive her. I didn't want to do any of that. And I held on to that for years. Years. And then one day I found out that she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I don't know why, but I felt like I need to see if there's anything I can do to help her get through this. So we met we had a really tearful heart-to-heart, and I forgave her. I was able to release that, and that allowed me 
to take care of her when she was super sick. She didn't have anybody else to take care of her. And, you know, I ran into her last year, and I'm happy to say that she is 10 years cancer-free. But I would never, like, I could never celebrate that if I had held on to that unforgiveness. You know, it sets you free. It's not worth holding on to. And so my guess is there's someone that you need to offer forgiveness to today, maybe more than one. And you are not going to be able to live in the freedom of God and Christ until you do that. So in your notes, I left another blank. Today I'm offering forgiveness to. Who do you need to forgive? Write their initials down. (laughs) Write a code phrase, whatever it is. But who is that? Then I want you to transfer it over to this post-it note again. Write those initials or names down there. Listen, there's nothing easy about doing this. (laughs) It's not, but it's essential. It is essential if you ever hope to get beyond your past and live in God's freedom and look forward uh, in hope to the rest of your life. So to live in God's freedom, I one, I must receive forgiveness from God. I must two, offer forgiveness to others. And then across the page in your notes, I must learn from my past. (laughs) Learn from my past. You know, The first two steps in this freedom is all about forgiveness, right? This third step, you really need to ask yourself, what lessons do I need to learn about the mistakes I made? You see, if you don't learn from your past mistakes, you are more likely to commit them again. That's just the truth. I mean, for example, if you find yourself in a certain situation that you regularly commit sin in, Guess what? Don't put yourself in that situation. Run away from that situation. Don't even give it the opportunity to fall. I mean, run far away. Learn from your past. I mean, it's madness to not learn from your past and go back to the same thing again. The Bible would also call it stupid and dumb. You know, if you keep drinking and getting drunk and making dumb decisions, you know what? It's not enough to just say, well, I'm not going to drink anymore. Don't go to bars, right? Don't have alcohol in your house if that's your thing, right? Learn from your past or you definitely will repeat it. You know, this brings up another thing that I, there's this myth about forgiveness that I think we need to just make sure and kill it. It's so harmful. And I'm sure you've heard this, forgive and forget, right? I mean, that, and if you think about it, that makes sense, Right? I need to forgive. God says forgive. That's okay. And forget. Well, you know, that that makes sense too, you know, putting it aside. But here's the thing. You should forgive. Absolutely. But I don't think you should forget completely. Here's why. You know, I see this all the time in relationships. Uh, You know, people have a bad boyfriend or girlfriend or they're in an abusive situation or whatever. Uh, and, you know, they leave, they finally get the strength to leave, and, you know, person comes back begging, take me back, I've changed, I've changed, and they're like, okay, I'll take you back, and they get them back to the same situation again, and they get hurt again. So they may have forgiven this person, but they've also forgotten what, what this person has done. So don't, don't forget, you should remember. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe I shouldn't be with this person anymore, maybe I shouldn't be with this type of person anymore. Because they always hurt me. 
If you forget that, you're going to find yourself back in that same situation. Remember, anybody can say the words. Oh, I'm different now. I've changed. Change is evidenced in their life, in how they live their life. Yes, I believe in redemption. I believe anybody has the potential to change. But you know what? Show me that you've changed consistently, not just for a short period of time. And then, okay, maybe I will believe you've changed. But don't always put yourself back in a position where you can be hurt. So forgive, yes, but not always completely forget. So learn from your past. You see, when you're learning from your past, you're learning to protect your present and to provide more freedom for your future. Our next verse, Proverbs 4, 5, learn to be wise and develop good judgment. Don't forget or turn away from my words. The Bible says get wisdom and develop good judgment. You know, I've, there's, I've discovered there's two ways to do that. There's two ways. Uh, one is the easy way, one is the hard way. The hard way is to learn from your own mistakes. We should do that. The easy way is to learn from other people's mistakes. I don't know about you, but I'd rather learn from other people's mistakes. Oh, look, look what they did. Look at the choice they made. Look at what happened to them. I'm going to avoid that situation. Sometimes that's not possible, but I would prefer that. I think we all would. But then go back to the second half of that verse. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. What this means is to not to forget away, forget or turn away from God's word from the scripture. His principles, what God commands us to do in the Bible. Listen, for many of us, the problems in our past are a result of our disobedience to God. Because, hey, look, you know, God says, hey, this is, this is my best plan for you. You know, <laughs> if you want to experience the great things I have for you, here's the best way to do it. And we say, ah, you know what? I want to do it a different way, you know? I'm, I'm a little better God than you are, God, so I'm going to make my own choices. And so we are disobedient to God, and we get off track, and then you know what? We pay the price for it. I mean, we knew what was right, but we didn't do it. So uh, we get off track, we hurt others, we hurt ourselves, and we pile up another skeleton in our closet. That's how it happens. But learning from our past is a way, is the key to breaking free from our sins. You see, for many of us, we make the same mistakes over and over again. We commit the same sins over and over again. And each time, you know, we ask forgiveness, and we might even mean it, then we go back and we do it again. We get this terminal loop with our sins and we keep on sinning and we waste wisdom and we stockpile stupidity in the process. Every time we do the same thing over again and we expect something different to happen, you know, some people call that insanity. I call that stupid. In Romans 6.1, the Apostle Paul is talking to the church in Rome, right? And he's giving some advice really on this same issue, learning from your past rather than just continue to sin. And this is what Paul says, this is the message version, and I like this version for this verse. So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? By the way, there's some people who miss the boat on following Christ. Uh, you know, there's the idea that, hey, if God's going to forgive me anyways, then why don't I just keep doing what I want to do? And I'll just ask forgiveness and, and keep going on. Get more grace from God. But Paul says that's not the way it works, people. He goes on to say, I should hope not that you'll keep doing that. If we left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realize we packed up and left there for good? So when you become a Christian, you become a citizen of a new country. There's new uh, operating procedure. You know, it's different 
You're learning from your past, and you're living according to God's principles, his word. And here's the thing. God will never lead you to a place that you will be hurt. So to release my guilt and find freedom, I first receive forgiveness from God, right? Offer forgiveness to others. Learn from my past. And finally, trust God with my future. You know, everything we've been talking about today is, is looking through the rearview mirror, right? And it's important that we do that, right? But we can't drive that way. <laughs> you know, now it's about looking forward, looking out the windshield, looking to where we're going, looking at our future, Look at the hope that God gives us. And we say, God, I want you to control my future. I mean, my past is full of accidents, you know, and violations and sin and mistakes. Like, I obviously, and I said this to God, I can't be trusted with my life. Look at what I do when I'm left on my own devices. And so, God, I trust you now. You're the one who set me free. I trust you with my future. You see, trusting God with your future, it not only takes care of your past, it does, but it gives you strength for the present. It ensures freedom for the future. Now, how do I know that I can trust God? Well, I mean, personally in my life, I know I can because my life has tremendously been different from when I accepted Jesus. My life before you know, I was, it was, I don't even know who the person, like, I, it was me, but it, it's different than me now. Listen, like I said, I'm not perfect, but I am not the same person now, 14 years after I received Jesus Christ as my Savior. And how, so how do I know I can trust God for future? Well, I look back at my past to see where I am now. I would never be here. I wouldn't even be here at all. I wouldn't be a follower of Jesus. I, I just... I wouldn't be investing my life in something meaningful and eternal. But God keeps his promises, like even if you don't have that history. Because look, in Jeremiah 29 11, he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Listen, God wants you to give you a hope and a future regardless of your past. Regardless of your past. A, you know, God says, let me forgive you. Don't worry about your past. Bring it to me. Let me forgive you and give you hope and purpose for your future. You know, yes, adjust accordingly. Yes, study my word. Yes, know what the right choices are and, and make those. But, you know, don't worry about your past anymore. And some of you may think, God, if you only knew all the things I've done. Well, guess what? He knows all the things you've done. You can't hide that from him. God knows that, but here's the truth. There's no dead ends with God. As long as you're alive, God has an opportunity for you to experience his freedom. God knows everything you've done. Everything that you've done in light and in darkness, God knows. And he says, if you come to me, receive my forgiveness, and you trust me, I will get you back on the right path, and I will show you a future filled with hope. You know, we have unlimited chances in this life to go to God for forgiveness. Unlimited. God's not just a God of second chances. You know, sometimes we'll give someone a second chance. Well, you know, you messed up, I'll give you another chance. Sometimes, you know, we're maybe foolishly, all right, I'll give you a third chance. 
You know, God has got another chance. Like, there's no dead ends with God. As long as you're alive, you have the opportunity to turn to him. And trusting God is about putting your faith in his son, having a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. Now, trusting God doesn't mean you know all the answers. I mean, I don't know all the answers. Sometimes those pastors like to pretend we do, but we don't. Right? But, but it, what it does mean is day to day I am following him. I'm trying to live by his principles, by his word. I'm acknowledging that he's my leader of my life. I'm going to follow him. I mean, if you say someone's a leader and you're not following him, they're really not your leader, are they? Listen, the great people of faith that we read about in the Bible did some awful things. Awful. Moses murdered somebody. King David committed adultery and then had that woman's husband killed to try to cover it up. Peter denied Christ three times when Jesus needed him the most. And you know what? If each of them, right, if they, you know, buried themselves in regret and guilt and shame and never knew past it, I mean, we wouldn't be reading about them today. You know, the Apostle Paul, he killed Christians. He killed followers of Jesus before he became a follower himself. He also struggled with sin his entire life. He writes, we don't know what that sin is, but he's like, I know what I should do, but I keep not doing it. I keep doing the wrong thing. He struggled with that. But he trusted God and he never looked back. He looked forward. And he gives us some great advice in Philippians 3. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. There's so many people here prisoners of their past. So many. Living in bondage, weighed down by guilt, regret. God doesn't want us to live that way. Jesus didn't pay the price with his life for us to live like that. I mean, think about it. When we live like that, we're saying, Jesus, you didn't have to die. What would you go do that for? I hope today that you can let go of that guilt, that you can release your past today and walk out of here much lighter than when you came in today. John 8, 3, 6 says, So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free. There is no greater truth than this. If Jesus sets you free, you are truly free. But are you free? I mean, really. I mean, you need to settle this for yourselves. Are you living free? Do you believe that? Do you agree that Jesus sets you free? Well, if you do, you know what? That's not enough. Even the demons believe Jesus is the path to freedom. Do you believe Jesus has set you free? Well, that's not enough. Jesus says, there will be people who come to me and say, Lord, Lord, I did all these, I believed in you, I said I believed in you, I did all these things in your name, I never knew you. Well, that's a sobering thought. That we could walk around thinking that we're a follower of Jesus and get in front of Jesus and say, I don't know who you are. You see, it's not about whether you agree with this or whether you believe it. The question is, are you living free? That's the best evidence of your faith. So let me ask you again, are you free?
The only way to know is to live free. God's freedom must be evidenced in your life or you're not free. You're not. But you can start living free today if you haven't been. We're going to do something special in a moment, but first I want to talk about next Sunday, Easter Sunday. You know, our church has been preparing for months for Easter Sunday. We've been praying for people that you love and care about uh, that you can extend that invitation to them to come and experience the hope and the freedom that Jesus offers to them. And you know, we're making sure that we have room for everybody. We've added a special 9 a.m. service. We have a 9 a.m. and a 10.30 service next Sunday. We're kicking off a brand new series called Unshakable Faith, where we're going to learn that there are things that are going to come into our lives that are going to completely shake our faith. But if we're on the firm foundation of Jesus, it will not topple us over. So we're going to talk about those things starting next week. There's about 150 names that we've been praying for. And if you have an extended invitation to those people, this is the week. This is the time to do it. You know, we have those invite cards for you to do it. You know, frankly, the most important decision that you can make is to become a follower of Jesus. The second most important decision you can make is to tell others about it. Tell others about that hope that you have. But you know what the truth is? It's really hard to do that if you're not living free. Right? If you really haven't accepted God's forgiveness, if you aren't living free, it's really hard to tell other people, hey, you can have this freedom. So what you need to do is you need to settle this issue for yourself today. And then your life mission is to tell other people about it. Apostle Paul goes on to say in Acts 20, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. So make sure that you're here next week and don't come alone. Don't come alone. Let other people hear about the freedom that God gives them. But today, you know, some of you may... Walked in today, and you thought you were free, but now you're like, hmm, I'm not so sure anymore. You're wondering about it. That might be you today. Well, you can commit to live free today. You can make that commitment. Ask for God's forgiveness as often as necessary, and then freely forgive others. That's living free. That's evidence of freedom right there. And some of you here today are choosing to be free for the very first time in your life by putting your faith in Jesus Christ by realizing that I need a savior. I need a leader in my life. If that's you, you've taken the most important step towards freedom that you could ever take in your life. So one more time, I want to ask everyone in this room, are you free?